Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina and Michelle. Unfortunately, this week, Abby has three sick kiddos at home. So Michelle and I will be catching you up all by yourselves. We have a lot coming at you today. Um, Right now, we're going to be talking about two episodes, the last two episodes, episodes um, nine and ten of The Challenge USA. And we are going to be talking about episode 11, the finale of All-Star Shore. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about this because I've really liked the last two episodes of The Challenge USA. I, you know what I was thinking? I really liked the last episode. The one before that, it was okay. I just kind of got bored, but okay. I, I mean, I can, I can kind of see that, but um, Tyson said that as far as like the daily challenges go, have you listened to his podcast at all? No, I'm behind. I saw some clips. Like I saw a clip of him talking about how his daughter likes the challenge better than Survivor. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, he did say that. But he also said that like this was the challenge that was the most true to like what was actually going on that week. Interesting. So for that reason, I feel like, I don't know, it just makes me like it. And then also he keeps talking about Benzo. He's literally talked about Benzo for three different episodes. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm going to talk about their friendship. But like, I'm just like waiting to show if they like air something. And so this like last episode or whatever, his like co-host is like, all right, so do we finally get to talk about Benzo? And he's like, uh, one more episode. <laughs> Dang it. But I don't know. Does so he don't talk know. about them like in a negative way? Because I know he doesn't like Ben um I guess I don't know I think that he was just gonna like kind of talk about their their friendship and how they were like kind of a duo but they weren't in in an alliance I'm just curious if he didn't like Enzo because Enzo was calling him some funny names so I didn't know if maybe they like didn't get along or whatever I don't know um that I'm not sure about but I guess maybe we'll find out next week on his podcast um Okay, so do you want to talk about the daily challenge at all? Or do you want, or would you rather talk about the elimination? Whatever works for you. Why don't you talk about the daily challenge? Because you have your girls doing some good strategy. And I feel like you should talk about that. Okay, so um, the daily challenge is called Collect Four. It is at the Rosing Football Club Stadium. It holds, um, there are 60,000 seats in the stadium. And TJ tells them that they will be seeing every seat in the stadium before the end of the day, because the goal of um, the daily challenge is to race up the stadium and um, get your designated color token, bring it back down um, at one at a time and place them on the board so that you collect four right in a row. Um, the catch is that the back side of your token is black and you can also use your token to block anyone you want to keep them from getting um, four in a row. Um, another thing that Tyson said too was that you couldn't use your four, first four, four tokens to get four in the row. At least one token of your first four had to be a black token that you played on somebody. Um, so I thought that was interesting too. So you had to play at least five in order to get four in a row. And the first man and the first women to receive four in a row win the challenge. And um, 
the it is a woman's el- elimination so the person who gets last or the woman that gets the last place is um going into elimination so we just saw uh that the fab five formed we have um pretty much all of the girls going against Alyssa, Alyssa and angela so we have kayla justine desi um sarah and cachet all working together um or at least they're supposed to be and kayla wants to work as a group to sabotage angela and melissa sarah wants to work as a group um to sabotage angela and Alyssa. sarah uh sarah realizes that they are trying to sabotage her and so she's like freaking out telling everybody um like frantically to put theirs on angela and Alyssa, but like nobody's really um listening to her it was so funny that had to be like one of the funniest things to me i in that moment i this entire season i'm like oh my god sarah's just insufferable in this moment i'm like she is like the funniest fucking person i'm dying laughing i don't know i I just thought it was so funny (laughs) yeah and apparently like tyson said like that's really how it was like she was literally telling everybody like she was freaking out she was losing her mind and so uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) um desi like apparently like tyson said that like a lot of people and we see desi do it kind of like fake her out and are like yeah we'll do that and then once you know sarah starts running back up the bleachers or whatever she um actually puts it on her own a lot of people were doing that we see that um dom is trying to help danny get his win and danny wins for the guys desi wins for the girls now all of the um, men in the house have money. Um, they're all and, qualified, right? Yeah. yeah. They're all qualified for the final. The only person right now who's not qualified for the final is Sarah. And um, she <laughs> loses. And so she's going into elimination. Um, Sarah, like, very publicly says that, like, this isn't a bad thing because Desi won. And so, um, she thinks that, like, Desi and Danny are going to give her what she wants. And she's coming for Angela. Yeah, Um, she's kind of out of touch with everything. Yeah, and Danny says it's weird that Sarah thinks she's going to get her way because, like, there are two people in this partnership. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought that Daily was kind of fun because it showed everybody's cards, um... One thing that Tyson said was that Cachet's uh, puzzle was the closest to, like, the the entrance of the field. So, um, Cachet did get a lot of people playing their black piece on her, too, for that reason. But it was all, like, strategically done in a way that, like, didn't really affect Cachet. That's just where they were playing it. Oh, kind of, like, throwing it away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay, I didn't. I see. I didn't, I wouldn't have known that. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so too. And I, yeah, I love those like behind the little the scenes little things. And it's so funny because we were planning on recording this episode on Thursday, but um, we unfortunately weren't able to get around to it until um today. We're recording on Sunday, but I was like up early so that. <laughs> 
I could listen to to Tyson's podcast on Thursday because I wanted to make sure that I listened to it before we recorded because I knew I thought he was going to talk about Benzo. And so I, that's why I listened to it. And then he ended up not even talking about it. We ended up not recording. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to li- I have to catch up on Tyson's podcast. The one podcast I did listen to was Leo on Johnny Bananas. Oh, my, my God. <laughs> I can't even get into. I can't derail us, but he's really upset about everything and thinks everything was kind of stacked against him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he definitely, definitely does for sure. Um, so what's next? The elimination? Yeah. So okay, well, like getting into elimination, I thought was super interesting because Sarah wants to pick who she wants to go against, um, and. It's, it's like, she's not going to get it. Danny kind of lies to Desi and makes it seem like, you know, Desi, you're included in this alliance with Alyssa, Angela, and the um, big brother and the survivor guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's To me, I don't, I still can't figure out why did Desi go along with Danny? Was it that piece of information? Was it... She just wanted to like keep the peace with the survivor people. And that was the best way to do it. But Desi does not stick with her fab five alliance with the girls and um, ends up throwing in cachet. So one thing I listened to Desi, this is a really good one. You should listen to. I listened to Desi on the official challenge podcast with Davon and Devin. And it was really good. And, um, she said that her and Cache were not friends at all in the house. And that um Cache was like a very um like kind of jealous person. And any girl that Cinco was talking to and Cinco was in the house at all, like Cache had a problem with. And she was like, I do not want Cinco, like I'm not trying to be with Cinco. I'm not trying to hook up with Cinco. I was not trying to do anything, but me and Cinco were cool. We were friends. And so like Cache went up to Desi and had like some kind of confrontation with her that wasn't shown. Um, pretty much like being like, uh, like I don't want to see you like flirting with my ex in front of my face, basically. And so they like kind of had distance, um, throughout the game up until like close when the five four the fab five formed and when that formed it was like something that was just um said on the boat day like very publicly and it just like kind of happened like we literally saw it happen when like that is when the alliance formed and so um she said that she wasn't um super like close or whatever um with her and so she really didn't have a problem with sending in cache because prior to that alliance that had just formed like they were not on good terms in the house and so she felt like if cache was ever in power or anything like that happened then desi would be at the bottom of the fab five in the one that cache would be trying to get rid of so she didn't really have a problem with that. Um, they were like really at a stalemate until about an hour before, um, because she just didn't 
she didn't believe what Danny was saying about being included in this alliance. But after having um, conversations with Angela and Alyssa, um, she felt more comfortable that she would be um, included. Oh, that's really interesting. See, I knew that I'm like, they're not tell like, they never really explained why she changed her mind. I'm not so much changed her mind, but why she felt okay to send cachet in. So th thank you, because that clears up a lot of it. Yeah, because she, yeah, she does basically, pretty much she doesn't like cachet, so she didn't really care. She was just, like, trying to stay loyal to, like, what she wanted. Um, yeah. But, and she said that, like, also, um, they didn't know what would happen if, if they disagreed, but she said that, like, it wasn't worth going into elimination herself. No, I knew that's what I was, see, that was my next thing. What was going to happen if they disagreed? But that was kind of what I assumed, too, that she would have to go in. Yeah, well, Devin has had that happen to her before. So Devin asked that very specifically um, on on the podcast. And she said that, like, they didn't know what was going to happen, but everybody kind of assumed that that might be what would happen. And so that wasn't the reason why, but it also, like, contributed to the multitude of reasons why um, cachet was the better option. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so anyway, yes, Cachet is selected for the elimination against Sarah. The elimination is called in a roll. Um, there's two like hamster wheels that each of the girls have to get into that are um, connected to a rope with this ball in the middle. And they had to spin the wheel as fast as they could. Um, and the fastest player, what they have to do, get the ball to drop? Um, yeah. Something, so. it, was, I, it was kind of confusing but anyway you had to spin the wheel the fastest basically that's how you were gonna win yeah and it had to be like knocked off the middle thing I think oh yeah yes right knocked off the middle um so Cache had a really hard time getting it to go and Sarah got it going a lot faster um and Cache was really struggling and Sarah I think ended up winning two and oh because Cache really struggled with trying to get the wheel spinning um so Sarah wins and she's qualified for the final and that means everyone left now is qualified for the final um and that's I guess that's why I thought this was kind of a boring episode because this elimination really didn't do that much for me I didn't mind the daily challenge was pretty cool I agree with you but I guess the elimination and cachet leaving it wasn't like a big mm -hmm. to do for me well and let's be honest like we're at we're we don't have very many people left in this game so as far as i'm concerned cache unless they're bringing a layup to the final should be the one to go yeah agreed agreed um okay so what were your top two moments of the episode um i had a hard time coming up with like i, I don't know why i found this episode so blah but my first moment, which I already kind of mentioned, was I love Sarah freaking out during the daily challenge and like mm -hmm. telling everyone we got to get Angela and Alyssa and thinking everyone's on her side and just totally melting down. I loved it. Um, and how no one supported her at all, <laughs> except maybe Kayla. Um, and then the, and this isn't a moment, but during this episode, I just kept thinking, wow, I really like Justine. She's such like a bright, positive energy um and even though she's not working with Angela and Alyssa like she can recognize that they're playing the game well like I just really like Justine so I know that's not a moment but it's just something I thought of 
Yeah, I love Justine. She actually has one of my favorite moments this episode. Um, So I just loved when Justine was describing Angela. She said, I genuinely believe God was making Angela and said, splash of brilliance, splash of athleticism, got tired along the way and said, throw it all in there. <laughs> and so That was funny. Aww. I love that because, yeah, and I like Angela and like, obviously that's kind of the um, edit that we've seen Angela be given this season. So it was just like really fitting, but also Justine, he did the same thing when he made you because that girl is so underrated. I feel like she's just like kind of sliding by right now. I mean, she's won um, only, you know, one competition, but it seems like she's in the top like two or three. And like, I just am crossing my fingers that she is on the the global. I hope so too. I think I- it's she's a brush of, breath of fresh air because every single week we see like people complaining about their partners and she has had experience with partners that got her partners basically are the ones that got her thrown in the elimination and she was never anything but positive about it. I thought that was really cool of her. I really hope that we see um some love island winners on on this global um challenge and that it's not just like powerhouse i mean not that she's not good like don't get me wrong i think justine is great but like i just like you know like sarah she wants survivor so like i'm sure she'll be invited and like i hope that it's not just like survivor and and big big brother winners that we're seeing i hope that we see um like justine is eligible because she has competed on the challenge and she has won love island and so james would be eligible too because he won amazing race yeah so james is another one yes he he won amazing race i think that he would be um a great person to put on um i think that um i know gamer said this and i was like oh i didn't realize she was a winner but um Tracy I think since it's global and they're trying to get people from all over the world to compete in this I think Tracy would be a great one for us to see again because she won Love Island Germany um so I think that she would be I mean and we saw her just a couple seasons ago and I hate that we keep seeing all these rookies on the flagship show and we never see them again so that'd be a great excuse to bring her back um and let us see her at least one more time then we don't have to see her again after that but at least like don't make it a waste of a person that we had to watch for 20 weeks or however long that show is you know what I mean yeah exactly I agree with you on that totally and and then we have you know I don't know when season 38 is gonna air but um Olivia was on that season and she also won the season of Love Island right after Justine won and so you know like we have options that aren't just like give me Sarah give me Tyson they're they're the winners you know what I mean yeah yeah I I hope they branch out like that I agree with you I do think it's interesting though um that if Angela you know like we still have they said we still in the preview for next week they said we still have one female elimination so if Angela is against these girls and she gets thrown in and she loses the next elimination and she doesn't make it to the final 
then I think it's funny that Tyler is eligible and she is not. Wait, no, Tyler didn't win a season. Casey did. Never mind. Just kidding. I was thinking people forget that. that. That's easy to that's easy to forget. Casey was kind of forgettable. <laughs> and so, and Stella was like talking it out out loud. I like totally in my head was like, oh, it's so funny. Tyler's eligible and Angela want to be. But that's a lie. That's not true. Forget I said that. Anyways, so my other <laughs> favorite um, moment, I had two more. Um, it was Tyson saying that Enzo surpassed him on the money list. He says, I don't like that feeling very much. I like to be the richest one in the room everywhere I go. That's why I only go to cheap restaurants. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought that those lines by Just Justine and Tyson were just super funny. And then my other moment is more game related. And it was Danny standing so firm on his alliance with Alyssa and Angela. I props to Danny for just like not caving because that would have been an easy thing, I think, to cave on too. Um, either way you know so well I think he and it's not from this episode it's from the next episode he is terrified of what Angela can do he called her superwoman like three different times in the next episode so he, he does not want to cross her is he terrified of her or does he want to run a final with her because I think he no I think he's afraid if she gets power and he crosses her he's fucked because she's gonna win everything to the end that's what it seemed like when oh. he was like oh she's superwoman I don't want to go against her like I don't want to I can see her. That. I don't know I can see that. But I'm sure I'm sure it's both because I'm sure he wants to run the final with her too, of course. And we're so close to the end. How can you not be thinking about that? Um, okay, so my least favorite moments was I wish that um Justine wasn't against Alyssa and Angela. Um, it really scares me for the futures of the three of them because I want all three of them to make it to the final. And I just, with Justine is just, I think she's just this like silent killer. I can, I can see her being like the reason that an Alyssa or an Angela goes home more so than I can see a Sarah being the reason or a Kayla being the reason. I just, yeah. I don't know like what happens next week, but I just like my gut is just like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't know. Or, or the other way around, like, I don't know, I could see... Alyssa or Angela targeting her too. I think Sarah is the bigger target on that side, but I think that Justine is a bigger target than Kayla is. Definitely. I agree. Definitely is. Um, and then my other least favorite moment was Sarah winning the elimination. Um, of course we kind of expected it to happen, but <sighs> It would have just been great if somebody could have taken her out of the game without her getting any money. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm telling you, I flipped on Sarah. She's so entertaining to me now. I'm glad she won. <laughs> um, I only had one least favorite moment of this episode, and we kind of cleared it up here. I didn't like that Desi agreed to put in cachet, and I didn't like that we didn't really truly get the reasoning behind it. But now that you gave me the reasoning behind it, it does, I'm fine with it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, in the context and the editing, I mean, it all makes a difference. And that's why I love listening to um, all these podcasts where people, you know, kind of talk about the behind the scenes things. And it's just so interesting that they leave out so much, but I mean, they have to because a whole, you know, um, almost week happens and we get to see an hour of it. So, I mean, it totally makes sense. 
that we only see what they want us to see, of course, but um, there's just more to the story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so who was your MVP and who was your LVP? So I gave my MVP to Sarah because she had me so entertained, number one. She finally qualified for the final. She won the elimination. And that's really it. Like, I, I don't, like, actually like her. I don't I don't think she's a very nice person, but she's entertained me a lot. So I want to give her the MVP. <laughs> womp womp. She had my LVP. <laughs> yep. I'm not surprised. She's so annoying. But it just, I don't know why. I just, I flipped on her this and, and you know what I flipped on her is when she thought she was going to go against Enzo and Hallbrow. That's when I'm like, she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, I hated that. No. um, That's <laughs> funny though. I can see like why, because she is entertaining. Like I get that that <laughs> aspect of it. But no, I, I gave her my LVP just because she was screaming at everybody to help her and nobody was having it at all besides Kayla basically. And yeah, no, I was not... I'm I bet ready for Abby would have agreed with you. <laughs> I know. I wish I had Abby's MVP and LVP. Well, I can tell you it was Sarah. I just know. I don't even have to ask her. <laughs> um, and then who was your LVP? Oh, I, you know, it was, it was just, I put Desi because I'm like, oh, did she really cave into oh. Danny that easily? What happened here? I was just confused by her. Mm hmm. No, I, I get that for sure. Based on the edit, that's what it totally looks like. I put Dan, I put um, Sarah as my LVP and Danny as my MVP because Danny, he, he finally won. And, and I'm proud and he of He had him. everyone wanting him to win. It's not that you won. He had people helping him win. Mm -hmm. Like he's got powerful people on his side. So I agree with you. Yeah, no, he was awesome. I, I love Danny. Um, okay, so do you have anything that you want to add before I get to our fantasy update? No. Okay, so for our fantasy update, well, actually, I guess I'll, I'll just do this at the end of, um, 10, because, at, at the end of our, like, next episode, because it'll all go together. So let's just get into episode 10, and we'll just do one fantasy update. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, okay, so the next episode, our daily challenge was called Code Crossing. Um, they went two at a time, and they're going head-to-head -head on a moving truck. So this is like our Fast and the Furious stunt um, episode. And it's funny because um, apparently on the bus they had all of the... Um, the bus windows blacked out, but there was like this like little tiny place where you could peek and it was right next to where Enzo was sitting. And so Tyson was trying to talk to Enzo and was like, what can you see, man? What can you see? And he's like, it's stunts, bro. It's stunts. And, um, and Tyson was like, what does that mean? Like what kind of stunts? And he's like, I don't know. It's, it's stunts. And that's like all like he could think of to describe what was going on out there. So I oh thought that God, was that's hilarious. funny. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, it just seems like such an Enzo answer too. Stunts, bro, it's stunts. Yeah, I can picture it. That's why it's so funny. Oh my uh -huh. gosh. Yeah, it's hilarious. But yeah, okay. So, anyways, so they're going to um use these pegs provided to build um a bridge from the back of the truck all the way to the front of the truck. Once they get to the front, 
um, they have to like climb up and pull this cord um, that shoots fire, smoke or whatever. And um, that signifies that they're done. If you don't finish, then whoever gets the furthest um, down the, the truck wins. So if you fall off, you're DQ'd. And at the beginning, each person has the opportunity to place six pegs onto um, the truck before they start. And the slowest um, man to get this done goes into elimination. So Tyson and David go first. And they're pretty much, they're just the guinea pigs. Nobody has any idea what they're doing on this. Um, he Tyson says that he has no place to put his feet and that this, this game is impossible. Um, both David and Tyson timed out. Um, at this point, for me, in my notes, I put, it It looks like the best strategy would be to put the pegs at the bottom, question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah and Alyssa go, uh, Sarah falls off, um, Alyssa times out, Danny and Dom go, um, and at this point, like, Dom says that he's 43, and Enzo's always talking about how he is so much older than anybody, everybody, and he's the oldest person there. And he's only 44. So I it surprised me that Dom was 43 just because, like, it's such a big deal that Enzo's 44, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, But Danny gets as far as he can, but he didn't collect enough pegs at the beginning of the challenge to finish so he's at a standstill he can only go go as far as he has gone um and they only have three minutes to finish this which is not very much time at all given what they have to do um dom thinks that he's doing really well he gets kind of far um but both of them timed out uh justine and kayla go next kayla falls right away um this is like the second or third time Kayla has DQ'd, so it makes me kind of uh, nervous for Kayla and her future. Oh my god! I all I was thinking about how didn't she just DQ on the one where they had that bridge? Well, she fell right off right away, right? The slip and slide in the water. Yeah, 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 the slip and slide in the water. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I feel like I feel bad for Kayla because if this was a girls' week instead of a guys' week, I feel like that would put a huge target on her back yeah um justine gets kind of far and then enzo and ben ben go enzo says um he needs to get his peter parker senses out sarah says um that she's trying to distance herself from ben but still be his friend at the same time because he's getting so close with angela and Alyssa. um enzo and ben both do decently well on this challenge and then um we have desi and angela closing it out Angela says she's like super excited she's like giddy to do this and she says she thinks climbing challenges will be her thing um Desi says that her and Angela are in the same alliance together now so I'm just like really hoping that this alliance stays together because I love Desi and um Angela too obviously so then Angela creates a walkway at the bottom and everyone is impressed and this was like literally my first thought so I don't get why it took until the last person to go to, like, figure out that you're supposed to make a walkway at the bottom. I um, know. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that either. So I don't get it because 
I am not a challenger. I do not do this stuff ever. I would be terrible at most of it, but I even know that you create a, a, a walkway first. Like, what are you... I, I don't know. It was crazy to me. Um, But, yeah, so Angela finishes and she is the only person in the entire challenge to finish so Angela is the winner of this daily challenge and um then we find out that Ben wins for the guys um the male loser of this elimination um is David and my thoughts are like literally like oh no because Ben wins and his bestie Enzo is the only person that is left that is not in his alliance that he can throw in. So it just makes me like feel like literally when David was the loser of this, I was like, like I was like sunk because I knew and Ben the winner because I, I, I've been like listening for this like Benzo thing to happen on this Tyson podcast so he's been hyping me up for this and I like did not know that this is what it was coming to at all and so yeah. it just like yeah it it makes me really really feel for them a lot for sure um, I felt bad for David because I thought oh he kind of got a rough shake by having to go first and not getting to see everybody else do it you know obviously the people who went later on had a big advantage so but that's just the luck of the draw sometimes too mm -hmm. Tyson said that he went first more than anybody else. And I mean, he has like so many wins. So it's like, I mean, that's, yes, that's an excuse, especially in a challenge like this, but it's only so much of an excuse. Like this is the challenge. Yep. Agreed. Um, okay. So do you want to get into the elimination then? And then we'll just, I'm sure in our, our moments, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other stuff that happened. Yeah, of course. So the elimination, um, Angela and Ben picked Enzo to go against David. So it's the two big brother guys going against each other. They're friends. They were both on Big Brother All-Stars together. They were, see, they seemed really like in this episode, especially like they were really close friends. Um, and the elimination is Balls In, which that's actually one of my favorite eliminations between Balls In and Not So Fast. I love those two. Mm -hmm. Those are probably my Thanks. two favorite eliminations yeah I like it too and I also just wanted to note too that like with the people that were going into elimination even TJ says like what like Ben like even TJ knows about Benzo what did he say I don't remember he was like um he's like like really Ben like what happened to Benzo or something like that and ben oh was, yeah okay and Ben was like Benzo's still there it's just like this is just a game move or something like that. Got it. Um, so I would say this wasn't the best balls in I've ever seen. Both of the guys seem to kind of gas out fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the game is there's kind of like, I don't know what you call it, like a trash can in the middle that you have to get your ball Mm -hmm. like a dodgeball into one person is the offense one person is the defense and then it switches every round um the person who is the offense has to get their ball into this kind of trash can in the middle 
and the defensive person is trying to knock the ball out of the circle that they're in. Um, so they can't get it in the trash can. If you get it in, you get a point. Um, and they played five rounds for this game. Um, and the first round, um, Enzo kind they're kind of like scrapping with each other a little bit, which is fine. And Enzo throws David out. He doesn't get to score. Um, David does the same to Enzo. So they're both have zero going into round two. In the second round, David ends up scoring. Enzo does not. So David's up 1-0, feeling pretty good going into round three. And this is where I feel like they kind of started to gas out and it kind of whatever. Round three, um, uh, it's still 1-0. No one scores any points. Round four, Enzo is able to get the ball from David and uh, Enzo ends up scoring on his round. So he gets a point. So it's 1-1. One one. Um and then in round five, I don't know what happened here, but David seems like he gave up. I don't know. Christina, you tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. But David just, as soon as it starts, he shoots the ball trying to get it into the basket in the center, and he misses. Uh, it, it seemed like he kind of gave I don't know. It seemed like he gave up. To, I don't know if he was trying to do like a Hail Mary. I don't know. I didn't get yeah. it. Yeah, so um, Tyson said a couple things about this elimination. First, he said that um, after David scored the in round two, that everybody in the stands was like, this is it. Neither of them are going to score again. This is David's game. So <laughs> um, they thought that it was going to be 1-0 pretty early on. They didn't think either of them had it in them to score again. Um, but, yeah, he also said that um David's when he shoots the basket that it was kind of his Hail Mary attempt but that after he missed it was kind of when he got de defeated and gave up yeah you could tell he had like had nothing left in him so mm -hmm. Enzo gets a point in round five and ends up Enzo ends up winning and he celebrates I love when he was like fuck yous yo it just cracked me <laughs> <laughs> And it was funny because the whole episode, he was kind of like, you know, when I win this elimination, I'm coming after all of them. I'm telling them all what's for. And then as soon as he won, he's like, fuck you. It just cracked me up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. He does crack me up. And I love the side of Enzo. I think when he says, like, I don't have to, you know, there's like a confessional of him. I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, I don't have to um like be fake anymore like I'm just like this is a challenge and like that like resonated with me for Enzo so much because I always kind of felt like he's like a little too I what I don't know like the right word for it but I mean just like I don't know. He's he's just on Big Brother. He played it safe. He didn't like to go against the grain. He didn't like to make a big yeah. move. He didn't like to do any of that. He just tried to like roll with the big alliance but, and get himself to the end. Yeah, but at the same time, like I could always feel that there was like a piece of Enzo that he was always holding back. Like he's just yes, he's just a little too Jersey for the way that he's played his games in the past, and you know that it's in him, but he just like doesn't let it show, and so I'm like let all the jersey out now and you know what i'm saying like yeah no i totally because like you're like i for big brother he like try he tried to play it safe and now he's like even like personality wise so now i see i see exactly what you mean this episode it was funny um yeah so 
this is Enzo's third elimination win, and I am super excited for him. Honestly. So he beat Leo, David, and who's the other person he beat? Um, I'm gonna have to look this up. I can't remember. Leo, David. Not Kylan. That was Leo beat Kylan. Xavier you beat Xavier. I know that it was three. Let me just look really quick. Yeah, well, it's, three is really impressive. But I have seen people on Twitter saying like, even though and you know who said it, Alan Aguirre said he's like, you know what? Uh, even though Enzo has won three eliminations, I'm still really not that impressed by him. So I thought that was interesting. Of course, it doesn't say in the... I just, like, went to the spoiler page, and, of course, that's, like, probably one of the ones that wasn't listed because it only has him winning two, but I know he won three. It was either Derek and Shannon or James and Tasha. I think it must have been Derek and Shannon. Because those are the two with question marks next to them that don't say. Yes, it was the spelling bee where he was partners with Justine, Derek, and Shannon. The tires, remember that? Yes, 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 yes. Yep, so that was his first elimination was against Derek and Shannon. So he beat Derek and Shannon, he beat Leo, and he beat David. So, I mean, it's not like he's gone up against, like, the strongest of the strong, but I still think that um and the right I I mean that elimination with Derek and Shannon was close I think that if Shannon wasn't hurt they probably would have won that um yeah I mean that was a really close one um and Leo has proved himself in eliminations too so yeah between the two of them they won the majority of the eliminations I would think mm-hmm yeah, they definitely have. They've seen elimination a lot, unfortunately, because I like both of them. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so my top two moments of the episode this week. Um, oh gosh. Okay, well actually <laughs> I have a lot. Um Well say say them all. Okay, so I was just gonna try to figure out which ones I liked best best. But yeah, okay, so um when Danny says in my life I did not put myself at risk so everything I've done on the challenge is out as out of my norm am I excited to do it yes am I scared hell yes Kiki would tell me to go out there and kill it so of course another Kiki reference gotta love that but the reason why this was one of my favorite moments is because since Danny Danny is a former NFL player previously in his life he probably was under um certain kinds of contracts or potentially um had certain parts of his body like insured um so he couldn't do stuff like this and so for me this was my one of my favorite moments because um it just like really showed like I just love that growth and like the opportunity that comes with like you know, like people think like when you're not an NFL player anymore, if you were a pro pro professional athlete and you're not anymore, then like, what are you going to do with your life? And I just love that Danny has ha found a way to do things that he was not able to do while he was a professional athlete. 
Yeah, and especially NFL players' careers are like notoriously short, you know. So, mm-hmm. that's yeah, great. I mean, I guess like, um, I know. So when my my cousin's husband he played professional baseball for several years, and I know that um his hands were insured, so his wow his contracts because of that um or maybe it wasn't his contract maybe it was like because of the insurance policy or I I I don't know like the specifics so part of me like doesn't want to say too much but I know that like he was not allowed to drive when he first moved to Philadelphia he was not allowed to drive from Nebraska to Philadelphia he had to fly there because his hands were insured and driving was too much of a liability wow I've never heard that that about driving wow so i don't know like how many miles like he's allowed to drive because i know he could drive from like some places you know but um again i don't want to give specifics because i i don't i don't 100 percent know i think he could drive from lincoln to st louis but i'm not 100 because he was from st louis i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i know that when they initially moved my aunt and my uncle drove with my cousin with the majority of their stuff to move it. Um, and he had to fly there. He couldn't be part of that road trip. Wow. Interesting. So that's like what I first thought when he's like, in my daily life, I do not put myself at risk. I was like, I bet you didn't put yourself at, at risk when you were an NFL player. I bet you couldn't put yourself at risk like that. Yeah, no, you're right. So that really stuck out to me a lot. Um, and then also we don't have best dressed for these segments. We just do that for our love shows. And so I just wanted to put it in my moment, even though it's like a best dressed is Desi in that blue blazer. Oh my gosh. Did she look good? I, that's such a good color for her. Oh my God. I agree. Um, and then I loved that Angela just dominated the daily challenge, did better than everybody. Absolutely loved that. Um, and then I loved when Enzo was talking shit about Tyson to David and he's like, you've got a bird face. <laughs> uh, Enzo was the star of this episode for me. He said like- so many funny things. Yeah. I, the whole, and I'm big brother. I could always take or leave Enzo. Like I always wanted to root for Enzo and I wanted to be on his side, but he pissed me off a lot with like, he just never really, I don't know. He never really made big moves or did anything. It kind of pissed me off here and there. Um, but on this episode, I'm a big Enzo fan now. Um, when he, when Kayla fell off right away and she like passed by everyone who was waiting during the daily challenge to go and she was like kind of waved at them, Enzo made a comment that it reminded him of a St. Patrick's Day parade. I was dying. I thought that was so funny. That is funny. Um, what were some of your other favorite moments? Um, I liked all the things he said, like when he called Tyson, like behind his back, he's like, that guy looks like Jesus Christ. Um, when he won the elimination and TJ's like, wow, you like really are not good at daily challenges, but you're good at these eliminations. And he said, I think I'm a night guy. I, I just thought he was so funny in this episode. <laughs> so Enzo had most of my favorite moments. And then the other moment that I really liked is when Tyson and Danny were talking during the eliminations on the sidelines and Danny, I mean, Tyson asked Danny, who do you think will win? And Danny said, whoever puts their friendship to the side. I thought that was really interesting. 
Yes. Basically saying like whoever's going to like beat the shit out of the other person and not like think this is my friend. You know what I mean? This is not, Mm -hmm. this is my friend and I need to go like, I can't hurt them. Like whoever takes that out of their mind and just goes a hundred percent. And that's what I, exactly what I think we saw happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, okay. So how about your least favorite moments? Uh, I see. I think I don't like Desi after these last two episodes. I do like Desi a lot, and she was one of my favorites coming into the season. But I feel like she is constantly saying, "Well, I don't want to be partners with Derek. I don't want to be partners with Leo. I don't want to be partners with Enzo. I don't." She has a laundry list of people that she doesn't want to be partners with, and I don't know. She hasn't won that many things that she's the star of the show. I guess she's won twice, but has she ever won Survivor? No, she was out. She out. I, people were surprised she got called for the challenge because she was out like midpoint survivor. She didn't really even make it that far. Hmm. Well, I hope she makes it to the final so that she's eligible for this global challenge because I really enjoyed Desi this season. Yeah, I, I like her too, but I just, I heard confessionals about the part, like the whole partner thing start, it started to grate mm-hmm. on me. No, I can see that. What did she say? She doesn't want partnered with Enzo in the final, I think is what she said. I hated how much everybody was tearing Enzo down this episode. One of my um, least favorite moments was Angela saying that Enzo doesn't deserve to be there. And I feel like Enzo has won two eliminations at this point. Like, if you are thrown into elimination and you come back, as far as I'm concerned, you do deserve to be there. I agree. I agree. And I mean... I didn't love, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't love Angela's attitude for this this episode. I thought she was very condescending to David when David was kind of expressing she was he was upset that she was picking Enzo to go in against him. I didn't like how she spoke to him. And then I didn't really love how she ta- talked to Enzo either. I don't know. I, I found her to be a little bit condescending, thinking she's so much better than everyone. I get it. She is so much better than everyone. She's doing so much better than everyone, but she's... <laughs> I just didn't like the way she was talking to David and Enzo. Yeah, no, I think that there was a lot of that going on um, this episode. Um, One of the other things that I wrote as one of my least favorite moments was Sarah bragging to Danny that she has more money than him now. Like, I totally missed that. That's hilarious. I did not see. (laughs) It was in the very beginning of the episode. I'm like, okay, like. You've won one elimination. Oh, my God. She's exhausting. She must be so exhausting to be around. <laughs> I ain't not. I ain't, yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> if this chick is on the global challenge, like, please hear me now, challengers. Get Sarah out first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make us suffer through that. I mean, I know. we already know production's probably going to make us suffer through it, so don't make us suffer through yeah. that yeah uh um and then my other least favorite moment was just the fact that ben won and david losing and what that is going to mean for ben so yeah yeah and i want to say going back to angela i feel like there's a whole nother layer to this because tyler and david are good friends so for angela to kind of go against what David wants. It's a whole other layer to me there. I just don't, I don't understand why people do this in, to themselves and put the, themselves into these situations. I mean, like, 
we're seeing, I guess, like Angela kind of, you know, doing that with like, she has a real outside of the house friendship with David. And so um, I just, I don't understand why she wouldn't include him in, in her alliance or like Ben not including Enzo in his alliance or um, we just saw it on Big Brother and the stuff that went down with Kyle not including Alyssa and his, his, his alliance that he formed. Like, I just, I don't understand why people are putting themselves in this, these situations because yeah, it might be a, a good game move early on, but you're not thinking long-term game because if you're thinking long-term game, then why would Kyle have done that to Alyssa? Why would Ben have done that to Enzo? Why would Angela have done that to David? Um, I think Angela and David is maybe a little different because people um, view David as such a weak person, but... But let's, Christina, let's say, let's say Enzo lost the daily challenge. Was Angela throwing in David against Enzo? Is that what was going to happen there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely what was going to happen. They were alliance strong. Yeah. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. I mean, part of me, like, I like this alliance, especially now that Desi's in it. It makes me like it even more. So, I like I do I like it too. I you know what the problem is? I kind of like everybody that's left. Mm-hmm. Besides Sarah. No, I'm entertained I by like Sarah. Sarah. So <laughs> I, I flipped on Sarah. I... <laughs> well, I hope I hope that the next season time that we see her, I mean, I don't know that she's gonna be on the global challenge. I just assume that since she's a survivor winner and she's like such a name and was such a name this season that they're gonna put her on um I haven't honestly I have barely even seen speculation for that season only a little so I I really have no idea if she's gonna be on or not but also like the challenge UK just started filming or is going to start filming soon I don't even think it started yet and that needs to finish before the global challenge finishes. I assume it'll be like essentially back to back, like within a week of each other, but that needs to finish before the global challenge finishes so that they can have their winners on the global challenge. Can we talk about uh, a speculated cast person for challenge UK? Yeah. So I just saw, I don't know if I saw today or yesterday, like a list of like people, who, I don't know if it's speculated or confirmed actually, because I, I've been so out of the loop with everything, but I saw Courtney, who's on Below Deck Mediterranean, which is a Bravo show, is going to be on. And I'm, like, very excited. We're getting Bravo people back on in this universe. I think the last one was Faith from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that's so interesting. I I don't watch that show, so I didn't even notice that. Um, But that's so cool for you. I'm telling you, Below Deck, I'm very... That is the perfect place to cast from because these people are absolute. They're just like challengers on this boat, the 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 crew of these boats. So I think that's a great idea to start casting people from below deck. Well, I'm really glad that they found someone that was good then because honestly, for the Challenge UK, I don't watch like a lot, a lot of reality TV from the UK, but I have, I I had a period of my life where I was obsessed with like X on the Beach UK. And I watched the first six seasons of that. And so I think there's like 11 or 12 now. So I have, there's a lot that I haven't seen, but um, 
when like Melissa and, and Kaylee and Joss and Rogan and all of them were on, I watched all of those seasons and there are just like some really big UK people that are like huge names and huge personalities that I'm really surprised that they didn't put on the show. I think that there's a lot of missed opportunities. Obviously, um, Joey Essex is rumored to be on. We talked about that and that's exciting. And then today I saw that Callum, who um, was on X on the Peak, and um, he left with Georgia Steele, um, and she was, like, rumored to be on the challenge a few seasons ago, but then ended up dropping. Um, I think that he was a great choice, too. I'm just a little surprised that I didn't. I ha. I don't recognize more names than I do. To be completely yeah. honest. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I know what you mean. Um. Okay. So, who was your MVP and your LVP of this episode? Uh, my MVP was Enzo. Reasons I already gave, and then my LVP was Ben for the same reason I had Desi as my LVP last week. I feel like he gave in to what his partner wanted versus doing what he actually wanted to do. Yeah, I think he definitely, um, I mean, he was a lion strong and I, I applaud him for that. But um, yeah, he definitely, Angela wore the pants this time around for sure. Yep. So for my MVP, I put Angela because she dominated that daily. Um, she got her way with the elimination and this was just really her, her episode. Yeah, it was. Um, and then I put David as my LVP because I feel bad for David, but at this point, I just kind of feel like David is a target just because his name is David Alexander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. So I'm sorry, David, but you are my LVP this week. Um, okay. So anything else you want to add before we get into a fantasy update? No, I just thought that was a great episode. Like the, the few before that, I kind of was bored. This one, I really sucked me back in because there's a lot of strategy going on. I liked it. Uh, yeah, there was. I, I, I love that it's getting towards the end too. We actually only have one more week of Challenge USA. Um, next week it's the last episode. I think it said that it was an extended episode. So we're going to have a lot of TV to watch next week between extended Bachelorette and extended oh the challenge finales. Yeah, we are. You're right. Um. Okay, so you're catching me in fantasy. No way. I haven't I looked mean, at ours because I gave up because you told me there was no way I was catching you. So I haven't looked. Now I'm going to look. I mean, you're you're not like super close, but like. It doesn't look like I'm going to just run away with it anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm in first with 2,673 points. You're in second with 2,518 points. So you are like 150 points behind me. But also the final, like if you have a winner and I don't, then that's like a big, a big thing. You could, okay. you could take it away. How many uh, players do you have left in? One, I have two, I have four left. So do I. 
Okay, so we'll I see. Have, We're pretty even then. They, I'm not yeah. I have Sarah, Angela, Dominic, and Justine. And you have Tyson, Ben, Kayla, and Desi. Abby has three players left. She has Enzo, Danny, and Alyssa. Yes. However, Abby has 1,705 points. So I doubt she's going to catch us. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. She, she like knows now, I think a little bit more what to expect. So when we draft, um, I guess I'll just announce this now too. Um, when we draft for our next one, she'll be more prepared, but we are, and I'm going to try to put this out next week because survivor starts in like a week from Wednesday, but we're going to do a, um, survivor in a bachelor in paradise, um, fantasy league again, um, similar to the Big Brother one that we're doing now, where it won't be just us three involved, it will be anybody who wants to join us. And then um, if you don't want to be a guest on our podcast, you absolutely don't have to. We're not going to make anybody do that if they don't want to. But if you want to, then the winner um, will then be eligible to be a guest on our podcast. Yay, that's fun. Yeah. Um. So then... In the Money League, um, it looks like Alyssa is just running away with that one. She has um, 444 points. And, Michelle, you are in second right behind her, but you only have 263. So I think that um, Alyssa is taking that one away. And then in the Challenge Maniacs League, congratulations, Michelle. You are in first place this week. Yay. Um, and then, yeah, you finally beat Catherine and, and Cassie, who have been ahead meow, of you <laughs> for a little bit now. Yep. Um, Paul is in fourth. And then I am all the way fallen down to 11th. So, yeah. So I'm rooting for you. I hope you win. Uh, me too. That's exciting. Um, and then in our Big Brother League, you fantasy slayer you you are also in first place i picked i mean it's so crazy that was like so random i picked a good team i guess because i had uh michael taylor monty Alyssa, joseph paloma i had she was the first one gone so i guess that was a bad pick but the rest yeah. lasted pretty far um oh, so there. yeah you're in first there and paul is in second place which i think is hilarious because he just Clearly just chose people. He doesn't watch Big Brother. But um, since Michelle obviously is a host of this podcast, she will not be our guest. So it would go to the next person. Um, so it's between Paul and Jennifer Neeson, it looks like, for who would be um, a potential guest on our podcast sometime. Which oh, I think would be cool. really cool to have Paul because maybe since he, if he's like the winner... Then we can just have him on to talk about fantasy. Yeah, that's great. I think that'd be cool. And then I'm like clear down in seventh. Like literally the only person I have left in is Alyssa. So my team was terrible, but that's okay. You know, um, Jen, might, Jen might take over Paul because she has Taylor, Turner, and Brittany. And Paul only has two people left, I think. I think Paul just has uh, Monty and Taylor. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so she might think. she might have a comeback here. That would be that would be awesome too. I that would be so cool. I mean, I think Jennifer would also be such a super fun guest to have on. I don't know um, 
if you have read anything about her um, personal life and any of the group chats or anything, but she went to a Challenge Mania Live, I think Nashville maybe, and um, she met a guy while she was in Nashville, and like now they're officially dating. Oh, that's cool. No, I I met her in New York City, but that was a lot. That was like maybe last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never met her in person, but she seems fun for sure. But okay, so let's just move on to All-Star. the finale of All Star Shore then. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so All Star Shore. Um, we start with the Exile game. Um, it's continued from the last episode. So Mike finds the last clue and he brings it down to the others and says that the final exile game is a race to escape the haunted grounds, um, to read the poem and figure out where the five places of the dead bodies were buried, assemble the puzzle to build a map and find the key and unlock the gates to escape. And I feel like Mike's game plan here was flawed. Because I think that he should have read it and started and let them figure it out. But he didn't do that. He was um, very politically correct about this. No sabotage involved. And goes back to the people and reads it to them like he's supposed to. Um, So they start in the order of their shore score. So Blake and Bethan um, and Angelina and Johnny go first. Vanjie and Potro go next. Joey and Mike and Trina and Gigi um, start last because they all had zero points. So um, Potro and Vanjie find all five bags and start the puzzle first. Um, Johnny and Angelina struggle to find their fifth bag. Trina and Gigi get their last. Um... Vanjie and Potro finish the puzzle first, and they find the key, so um, they get to the gate first, and Vanjie and Potro are the winners of the last uh, Exile game, and they are moving on to the final showdown. I'm glad, I'm kind of glad they won. I don't know. I like Yeah, I don't know. I really wish that we would have seen Blake or Johnny in the final, personally, but... That's just yeah. Me. That would have been nice. I I I I agree. Blake Blake did so well the entire time, and then the end he kind of got screwed. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and I think Johnny did too, and I think he really got sh- screwed on the last one when Angelina wasn't there. I, <laughs> he did, but the rules for the show. I try. I had to take myself out of caring too much because like, the, I don't know. The show's kind of crazy. The rules are kind of all over the place. Hmm. Um, you want to? Should we go into the final showdown? Yeah, Abby's favorite game, The Shore is Lava. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard when I started watching that episode. I was like, right. I literally rewound it just so that I could watch them like say it again because I was like, oh my gosh, like this would be the last, the final showdown is The Shore is Lava. Yeah, right. So funny. Um, so this game was kind of like an obstacle course that they um put together three different paths. 
Um, and they were all made from pieces of previous games that they've played. Um, and as we know, they, they can't touch the ground or they have to start over, hence it being called the Shore of Lava. And then they have to go through these obstacle courses. Um, and once you go through the first one, you have to play a game of flip cup. And it was not like a big game of flip cup. It was not like a special. It was just fucking flip cup. I'm like, how is this the final for this show? Is <laughs> flip cup. So they have to do win a round of flip cup, and then they have to go through the second obstacle course, do another round of flip cup, go through the third obstacle course, and then whoever does the three obstacle courses and finishes the three rounds of flip cup wins. Um. So the, the hard part here didn't seem to be the obstacle courses at all. It seemed to be the flip cup game. And everyone like really was struggling to flip their cups over. I did notice Marina was doing pretty well, but everybody else seemed to really be struggling. Um, and I thought, was it Blake who said the Americans should have um, yeah. been in this? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was funny because that's true. Maybe it's just an American game. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I, I had that as one of my favorite moments. I had several favorite moments, but I'll say that one now since we're talking about it, but Blake, oh my gosh, he had me dying when he's like, how has nobody ever played flip cup, played, played flip cup. And he's like, this is a hundred thousand, $150,000 game of flip cup. That's insane. And I just, I thought it was so funny. I so know funny. me too. Uh, that was like, that was one of my favorite parts. Just like Blake being like, flip up like oh my god <laughs> so funny I know um it was funny um so everyone's pretty much at the end trying to flip their cups over like that's kind of what it came down to and then Marina and James end up winning mm -hmm. um but that doesn't mean they actually won because there's a whole nother round they have to do a final final game that they have to do um, and I think this is the point where in the preview they had Angelina say like, had like, here's the next with like Angelina was the voiceover person. And that was in the preview last week. I'm like, well, so that does that mean that Angelina doesn't win the show? So I was kind of like, they, I, I'm, I know I'm stuck on this, but I feel like they needed a host for the show. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, they have to go to the final game. And in the final game, it's going to be Marina versus James. And I actually love this game. This game was called the Golden Cups. So they each had a box in front of them. And inside of one of the boxes, there was like a, go a golden um, cup, solo cup. I'm like, what do we call it? The, a mm -hmm. golden solo cup. Um, so they got to look inside their, um, sorry, one person has the golden cup. And one person is the guesser and one person um, is trying to hide the fact if they have the cup or not. So the person who is like guessing whether or not they have the cup got to ask them a couple of questions like, you know, do you have the cup? What would you do with the money? Blah, blah, and kind of gauge their reactions to see if they actually do have the cup in their box. Um, and then they could decide we're going to switch boxes or I'm going to keep my box. So I thought it was really interesting. And I don't remember who who won what round and what order it went into. Um, 
Um, Marina wins the first one, and then James won the second one. Okay. And then the last, so it was one to one, and it was the person who uh, got two would be the winner. So James, the last one, is asking Marina all the questions. Do you have the cup? Blah, blah, blah. And Marina is just like, she's so good at this. I was like, I couldn't believe how good she was. So Marina, uh, James decides he wants to switch the cups, and then... Blake, I think Blake was hosting this one. Blake says, um, do you want to keep this or do you want to switch it? And then he switches it again, right? Because Yeah, he, because she like smiled big like she won. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So he switches it again. So he made a decision and then he switched it again. So he switches again. Marina totally tricked him because she ends up with the final golden cup. And I thought that was, I thought she was so good at that. I was so impressed by her. Mm-hmm. No, that was great. And James was a good sport about it, too. I'll give him that. He really was. And, I mean, he, he went as far as he could go without winning, and he deserved to be there. So if, if Johnny and um, Blake weren't in the finals, then I'm really glad that James was and that he got as far as he did because he just dominated this whole season. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay, so what were your some of your favorite moments? Uh, I the cup game at the end, the golden cup game, my favorite moment of the episode. And then I liked Blake and Gigi. Blake, is this where he asks to be asked her to be his girlfriend in this episode? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like they ended up as a couple. And I thought it was sweet the way he asked her. Yeah. So I definitely um that was one of my favorite moments too. And I don't know if I believe this, but he says that he was more nervous to ask her to be his, his like girlfriend on camera in front of everybody than he was um, when he was going to propose to Becca on The Bachelorette. And like just without absolute like the tears. I don't know if you've looked up that Blake clip yet, but the tears of the Blake breakup was just, oh my God, like one of the most like traumatic things. I would. So he didn't, he I didn't propose wait. to her? What? He didn't propose to her because he got eliminated is what you're telling me. Yeah. So he was, I think he like started the speech, the proposal speech, and she like stopped him and she chose um, Garrett instead. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So he was the runner up, but like, okay, so we'll get to our, our Bachelorette episode, but um, the Gabby tears on the last episode after yeah. the Jason date. Yeah. Very similar to the Blake tears that we saw after Becca broke up with him. Ah, okay. Like it was like intense tears. But it's like different when a guy cries and a girl cries for whatever reason. Like I don't know. Like you just don't see guys cry like that as much, I feel like. So when it happens, it's just like more shocking. Yeah. Right. But but yeah, it was like full on like meltdown crying um but yeah so I don't know but I loved that moment um I loved when M Mike and Ricardo were talking about being makeout friends I just thought that that was really funny um and then I love that Marina won but one of my favorite moments that we have to talk about for sure is when Angelina and Potro um, 
sleep in bed together twice two different yeah. times and it didn't even i don't know i don't get it <laughs> i mean it didn't show them hooking up but like it kind of made it look like maybe they did. And based on what we see on uh, what Abby has told us about Jersey Shore, um, the people on Jersey Shore think that they hooked up. So, yeah. And then yeah. also there was a preview that said that was um, Marina saying, you guys had sex? And then we never saw that. Oh, good catch. I did not catch that. So I was like waiting for it. But, yeah, so, I don't know, but, yeah, so, that was definitely one of my favorite moments, just because we've talked so much about, um, the potential of it. And then, my least favorite moments were Bethan crying over Johnny again, um, I mean, I think Johnny's doing the right thing by ending things and not leading her on to believe that there will be something in the future but um they're not together now are they i'm gonna look it up no they're no. not and um <laughs> i just went to her instagram and it says followed by christina finley and it's swaz so you guys are already on it yeah um <laughs> i'm i'm late i guess <laughs> I will, I, I'll tell you something when we're off air about something okay. else that I know, but it's a spoiler for another show, so. Okay, okay. I'll keep that to myself. But, yeah, so that was one of my least favorite moments, just because, like, Bethan has cried over Johnny, like, three episodes in a row now, um, and I get it that she didn't think she was going to actually fall for him, and she ended up having real feelings for him, um, but... I just, we've seen a lot of this narrative, so I'm just kind of um, over it. And then my other least favorite moment was Vanjie and Potro claiming the last spot in the final showdown. Um, I really didn't have a whole lot I didn't like about this episode, but I do wish that Blake or Johnny were in the final, so um, I wish they would, didn't win that. Uh, Yeah. I can I can see that. And um, then, I guess like one other thing that I just wanted to say really fast too. Um, yeah. You said about Blake and Gigi getting together on the last episode um, that we recorded for All Star Shore. I had said that I thought it was weird that um, Gigi didn't go to the VMAs and Blake did, and that I yeah. speculated if they were together or not. Yeah. Um, they're definitely together. She's been in Colorado with him. He had a DJ set in Nashville last night and Gigi and Blake and Caitlin and Jason were all together. So they are definitely together. So forget what I said last week, because that's not true. <laughs> that's good. I think they're going to get married. I think they're a good fit. Yeah, they do seem cute together for sure. Um, um I didn't say my least favorite moments that I, um, I didn't like the whole escape room element at the beginning of the episode that took us to the final. I thought that just felt so pointless. Mm -hmm. um, and then I thought the flip cup game felt weird and cheap to be like the deciding factor there of the, mm -hmm. the shore is lava. Those were my kind of my two things. Yeah, I can see that with the flip cup. Um, because like Blake said, $150,000 game of flip cup, like it's kind of a lot. Like that's, 
But I do get that they have had alcohol-related, party-related themes on almost every episode so far, and that is, like, the ultimate party game. Like, how have you never played Flip Cup? I don't understand. So, for that reason, it makes sense to me. Agreed. But, you know what? I wonder if they set up the whole obstacle course, like, wow, the final is going to be this amazing obstacle course, and then it was just so easy. They're like, shit, what can we do? We have no budget left. What could we add in here to make it more (laughs) difficult? That's how I felt watching it. Maybe. That could be. But I don't know. I do think that I I think it was definitely intentionally in there. Um, No, I agree. It it was. Yeah. Maybe like the obstacle course should have been longer and that I could. uh, I think that would have been like a better like you have to flip this cup before you start the obstacle course instead of like ending with that. Yeah. And so then it, like, actually ends with a race instead of, like, a game of flip cup. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know, but all in all, I I love that the shore is lava since we talked about that. Have that as our little podcast inside joke was the... Yeah. Um, Okay, so what were your um mvp and your lvp then for this episode of course marina was my mvp i was so impressed by her acting during that final game and i just thinking about it i remember james was pissed off that she was his partner at first Mm -hmm. so i like that she kind of got to stick it to james too and even beat him so that was pretty cool um and then lvp i had angelina just because like what are you doing like she the whole going like she was flirting with Joey Essex all season then she flipped to Potro and then like it didn't seem like she was really trying to win at the end I think she kind of just like burnt out and was like this is not worth the 100k or whatever 150k to me so I don't know I she, she kind of like didn't seem to care there I love your reason and it makes me want to flip my LVP to Angelina because of it but I put Beth in just because Again, we've seen her cry like three episodes now over Johnny, and it's just, I'm just so over it. Yeah, right. And then for me, okay, so my MVP obviously was Marina because she did the damn thing, got it done, beat everybody out, and even James, and like there were so many people that doubted her, um, and she just really, really took it took it away here so obviously it was marina but then i'm giving my honorable mention to blake and Gigi because i just i love that they left as a couple and that they're still a couple but yeah that i love that too okay so we have our last episode uh we are done with all-star shore now um that was the finale we have our last episode of the challenge usa um next week is there anything that you want to say any last words about all-star shore do you think that all-star shore is going to get renewed for a season two i have heard zero buzz about this show are we the only people watching this show (laughs) um i don't think we're the only people that watch it but i we might be the only people that podcast about it (laughs) yeah I don't see people on Twitter talking, and I follow all the people who watch Big Brother and The Challenge. I see no one talking about the show, so I don't know. I have no idea if it will get renewed. I think it's really interesting that um, 
Gigi, that Blake had a podcast, and when this show started, he had Gigi on, and it was, like, introducing the girlfriend or whatever, and he hasn't had a podcast episode since, and I fully expected him to talk about every episode this season, so I thought that was really weird and potentially telling, too, so... I don't know that there will be um, a season two for All-Star Shore. Um, I hope that if they do do a season two, they do it not so cheaply. And they put a little little bit more money behind it. Um, Let's pay Paul D.D. to actually be there and actually be the host instead of just do the voice. The narrator? Over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. let's do that. Let's get a host. Let's maybe like not do these challenges where four people end in the hospital afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it wasn't a bad concept. It was just bad execution. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that if they can get it right, it could be a really great show. Um, I'm kind of glad that we talked about it just because it was something really different. Um, it's not really like a lot of the shows that we that that are on tv it's it's it is very party based and it, it it is more lighthearted and fun and i liked all of that but i hope that they can get the editing right this the next time around if they do choose to but yeah, yeah i think so too and i like seeing who is a reality star in other countries and like their mm-hmm. personalities i thought that was interesting yeah i agree so all overall i enjoyed the show i'm glad that um that we watched it, but I just, and I think that there were some good people on here too. I, some really good people. So I don't know. I hope who of these people would you like to see on the challenge? Oh, that's a good question. Vanji Potro. Um, I don't know about any of the girls. Um, like, I love Chloe, but she was so bad at these things, she's not going to be good on the challenge. She'd be terrible. Um, obviously, we're going to see Joey. We're going to see Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny's another one. Yeah. I, I think Johnny will be really good. I'm excited to see him. I think Bethan would be good, and I would like to see um, Blake and Gigi on, like, a couple season. Yeah, I like, you're right. Out of all the women, I would pick Bethan because she has such a good personality. I, yes, I agree. Um. Okay, well, I think that kind of wraps up All-Star Shore then, and we'll be wrapping up um, Challenge USA next week. Um, is there any last words that you have, Michelle? No, that's all. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in, and we will see you soon.